1: FM to get started.
0: Suicide Squad destroys all August records, and there's so much TV time news, we might need another show today on DC Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. Hello! What is up, everybody, (laughs) out there in the DC world? Wow, today the news just kept on coming. Um, I'm Adam Gertler. I'm so happy today to be joined by Elena Jordan, cosplay queen herself. Hello, welcome (laughs) back to the show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you, too. I want to hear all about your Suicide Squad opinions and everything else. So, yeah.
0: And, of course, that other gorgeous female that I'm burdened to be next to is the crown jewel of the DC universe, Miss Roxy Stryer.
2: Burdened?
0: I was being facetious.
2: Oh. That's sarcasm. I forgot, I haven't been on the East Coast in a long time. Now. I know
0: <laughs> we wish Mike Kalinowski and Johnny Laquasto could be here, but they can't. But if I had to be with anybody, gorgeous ladies is not so what? bad. Come on, who's jealous of me? Only everybody? What is One,
2: up? One, two, fuck my shoe. Holy understatement, <laughs> Batman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. I cannot believe that going right into this show, like up to the minute we came on here, there could, was still news dropping. could even keep it coming. No, could not even stop. So, you know, it's going to be very difficult for me to wait all the way until the end to get to TV time yeah, today. Yeah, we, we got
0: to move through it. But I mean, there is so much stuff to talk about. Thank you, uh, Adam Sloan, for reaching out to us, too. Friend of the show for trying to get us uh, a lot of these uh, last minute news items that just kept pouring in. Um, I had a great week. I I just want to say, as some of you know, I was with, uh, you know, I I do sausages with Doghouse in one of my lives. I'm a chef for Doghouse. Uh, and I got to have worlds combined this week as we got to cater for and cover the Sausage Party premiere in Westwood, um, which meant that we fed uh, 2,500 people, which is a lot. Uh, but then at some point, I got to be on the red carpet as sort of like Doghouse TV's reporter. I got to talk to Craig, Robertson, Craig Robinson, Paul Rudd, Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen, uh, so awesome. Nick Kroll, who I'm a huge fan of, like... It was amazing. Uh, and the movie is really funny. Um, I hear
2: it's really am- it's, it's really, right really funny. And, yeah. and, and
0: it actually reminds me of like when This Is The End came out. It was like a week before Man of Steel. And at the time, I, I think I enjoyed This Is The End more just because I wasn't expecting it. Um, And uh, now I've come around, and yeah, Man of Steel sticks with me a lot more than this is the end. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> well,
2: congrats on your week. that's Yeah, awesome. thank you so That'll much. Awesome. How was how was your week, oh, ladies? Oh, what? Oh, oh my God! I forgot.
0: What is this the female orgasm I've heard so much about? What is going on? No,
2: no, that's like <laughs> a little. I mean, it was a little high pitched for that. It uh, is a myth.
0: Okay, go so, on. So
2: I was standing outside of Starbucks this week, and yes. this guy came up to me and uh-huh. he said, "Are you Roxy Stryer? And I said, yeah. And he said, from DC Movie News? What? And I said, yeah. And he said, I watch your show every week. I love you guys. I That's love you guys. Awesome. He said, do you mind if we talk about Suicide Squad for a minute? I said, of course. So we sat, we talked about Suicide Squad for a minute, and then he went on his way. But he loved our show. His name was Dax. Uh, so I'm really excited that he was All right, there. Dax. I think that was what he said his name was. Thanks but for was not great. being creepy. But isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's anyway, awesome. that was awesome that I bumped into a fan of the show outside of Starbucks. So right, excited. Starbucks. That was my week news.
0: Well, uh, anything exciting weak. you want to bring up, got, Elena? I'm
2: like, I have nothing to contribute. Well, I have talk about your dress,
0: either. Cthulhu. Yeah. Oh, talk thank about you. this.
1: Yeah, just got this in the mail. Oh, hey! Yesterday. I
0: actually thought it was Swamp like Thing, Cthu- but yeah, it's yeah,
2: Cthulhu. You would have been so much more
1: excited for the Swamp Thing.
0: A little bit. A little <laughs> oh, bit. Oh, I
1: did meet David Harewood, that was cool. He's oh, wow. really, really sweet. We all had good weeks then. Yeah. He's okay. Awesome. So, guys, we're gonna kick it
0: off with some good news, some positive news. Suicide Squad. Whatever you might think about it, there's one thing you can't say. It's not, and that's a hit. Yeah. Uh, the film has been breaking records all week. Uh, there was some people that noticed it had a sharp decline, I know, from Saturday to Sunday or Friday to Saturday, I forget which. But it had a record-breaking August Monday. It had a record-breaking August Tuesday. As of now, the film is over $326 uh, million uh, that it has grossed, uh, and on a film that maybe cost, you know, 175, even if you double that for advertising it, any way you slice it, this film is making money, uh, and that's great because it means that even if, you know, you were disappointed with some things or you wanted more out of the film, uh, it means that DC movies as a whole are not in trouble.
2: Okay, but let me ask you guys, because here's the question we got the same really bad rotten tomatoes score for yep. this movie same. and bvs same now bvs is known as a relative flop because we didn't make the one billion we thought we would. Suicide Squad, on the other hand, is now known as a hit. With both of those things being critically slammed, yeah. why do you feel like Suicide Squad is doing so well in the box well, office? Well, a
0: cu- couple of reasons. Here, one, be careful with the word flop. I think the best thing that you could say about BVS is a disappointment. Yes, right, they true. wanted yeah. more, but it is not a flop. The but, film was definitely profitable and it's still at the top of the home video charts right now. It's a good point. In fact, there's two Batman films, Uh, Killing Joke is also uh, charting right now, so that's pretty cool. Um, The movie, uh, the estimates were that uh, BVS, all said and done, was like something like $450 million by the time you're advertising the film and made the film. Very protracted uh, filming schedule. There were delays, which probably made it cost a lot more. So just in that sense, it seems like it's going to be more profitable from a percentage-wise. It also seems that You know, we're going to talk about this a little more. There have been um, a lot of reports as to what Warner Brothers came in and helped change, change the tone as a reaction to BVS. And if nothing else, uh, it wasn't as dark and dour. Uh, So people, even if there is a lot to critique, and I had a lot to critique too, there's more of a sense of walking away with fun. With a smile on your face. I
1: definitely agree. I think another big aspect, too, is the merchandising. Because for the first time ever, when I went and saw Suicide Squad, they actually had a merch table in the movie theater. I'd never seen that before. And they were selling, people were coming out of the movie, had a great time. What kind of stuff? This $45 Suicide Squad sweatshirt. Twenty-five dollar T-shirt. It wasn't like Harley and Bat, like nothing no, like that. It was like T-shirts, so your- like commemorative. I went and saw. Not to others. mention like Hot Topic. I think is like the Hot full Topic, of right. Yeah, yeah. that was a big thing. I was going to say too was the the Hot Topic partnership. That was something you know you didn't really see with BVS. You didn't have the huge marketing push. You didn't have. 50,000 cosplayers all lined up to be Gail Godot, but you do have that to be Margot Robbie. Hmm. So yeah. I think part Not of that Chant too so. is nobody's
2: which, doing the Enchantress I, Dance like I Adam. Oh, God. I, I love
0: that people have caught on to the Enchantress Dance and started doing yeah. it because I was like, what's going on? But at the same time, I thought she was really hot. <laughs> I mean, so it's like, I thought this is the stupidest villain I've ever seen. I don't know what these people want. And then there seems to be like a video game character walking around there. But, man, she's she's a good-looking girl, I oh, have to say. I mean, say. she's gorgeous. She's a model.
2: But was <laughs> it the dumbest villain of all time? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. You liked her?
1: I mean, I didn't love her, but I didn't think that she was as horrible as everybody is right. saying. I feel like there' a little bit more explanation thrown in and just—I know they didn't want too much exposition. Right. But I feel like in that case, it needed a little bit more to kind of frame— what was going on with her instead of it just being random, like, and now she can make an army of bubbly people. Yeah, you know, I (laughs) I mean, and
0: I've heard some people say this, too, that it's just, like, you just kind of want to know what the mission is. You want the stakes and the threat to be so much that, like... You want to create the sense that, like, oh, my God, our only chance is to put all the villains in play here. Mm-hmm. And and some people have said that that threat wasn't really created, and it was just like, all right, it just happened. And, like, I was confused as to what they were doing. Like, did they go to the save Amanda Waller, and then that switch? Like, I really didn't know what mission they were on at first. Like, were,
1: it was like a few. It was like if you play a video game kind of drunk, and you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I know that I... I'm going the right way. But that it,
0: um yeah, was, that confuses me a lot. Playing video games wrong could be like I get the spin <laughs> sometimes. It's not it's not good to do.
1: I loved the movie though. I thought that it was great. I just feel like they should have The L word. You're you really the love L. it. I really did. Yeah. I'm, I'm and are did. you a
0: big DC fan? Are you like a comic book fan? I know you're a big cosplay fan, but like, how much uh, into the source material are you?
1: I'm big into comics, especially right. like Harley Quinn is my girl. Like I've done panels on the evolution of Harley, and so this was what I think that's why I like the movie so much is because that was kind of my big thing. Was I was like, just don't get, it. get her right. Yeah,
2: because I love Black Canary so much, and I feel like mm, yeah. Arrow kind of slipped well, my throat on that one I a little bit. I was just but... reading about the Harley evolution of starting from uh, the soap opera and Paul Dini finding her, Arlene Sorkin on oh, there. Really? I didn't know about that whole story. No, I don't know crazy. that story Yeah, either. so he was watching, and Arlene Sorkin was a friend of his who voices Harley. Mm-hmm. And at the time, she was in some dream sequence in this like clown outfit, and he was like, yeah, that's wow. it. I, I think it was Days of Our Lives or something. That
0: is amazing. Well, you know, that's one thing that I have to say. When you listen to all the feedback, people seem to be pro-Harley. Joker, Definitely. very divided. I would say more people were pro-Joker. But I was just talking to our friend Hal Lublin, who is supposed to be on the show today, uh, which will make some of you happy and some of you angry because some of you hate him. And I love him. Um, but he had an audition at 345. He did not like Suicide Squad. And he hate Aww. hate hated. The Joker. Um, I don't
2: understand hating the Joker. I mean, we'll talk about. Let's talk. Go into. Okay, so the first thing is
0: like there was a lot of Joker left on the table, and Jared Leto has been very outspoken about this. Um, As has Margaret Robbie. There was a lot of footage. Um, I agree with you. (laughs) Okay, this Um, is what he
2: said. He said, "I think that I bought so much, uh, brought so much to the table in every scene that it was probably more about filtering all the insanity because I wanted to give a lot of options, and I think there's probably enough footage in this film for a Joker." Movie. If I were to die tomorrow, maybe the studio would roll something out.
0: Oh my God. Is that like a little, that's a little,
2: that's intense. Really strong words. Considering
0: that Heath Ledger did die before that film came out, like I think.
1: I feel like that was pretty, (sighs) it seems like pretty bitter. I mean, I would feel the same way if I saw my face on billboards and posters in the side of trucks, then I go to watch the movie that I spent months filming that i like mentally was yeah. a little I hear you off of but
2: it's not his movie it's but, called but Squad. Contra- i God. haven't
0: to be fair i haven't heard how he said that and these are kind of comments that can go either way yeah. based on tone you know what i mean like he could have been sort of sarcastic or been like oh you know they could have done a whole like, joker movie you, with it are or- you
2: picturing if i were to die tomorrow maybe the studio would roll something out <laughs> Ah, I ah, is that how you thinking he's saying it? Yeah, maybe
0: a little something like that.
2: Um, he also agreed.
0: Like Jared Leto <laughs> also agreed with me, which is what I said. And I didn't expect to think this going into the film, but I wanted it to be rated R. Um and he agreed because and, and the biggest problem I had was I didn't like the duty monsters that the enchantress made <laughs> duty
2: monsters by and, doing her potty dance
0: yeah and I I thought like I don't know I just thought uh, some more threat I thought like being able to go there a little bit more would have been appropriate for this film I'm sure that even though that's my opinion that is the wrong opinion because again the the movie is making this much money although didn't hurt Deadpool so I'm just yeah. saying well, um. The thing-
1: Go on. I think part of it, too, because a lot of people go back to Deadpool for that. And Deadpool, it's like the whole thing with Suicide Squad, there's so many characters that you have to have just kind of one clear storyline. And I feel like to make it rated R, they would have had to throw in a little bit more... That would have potentially muddied it, and because they were trying
2: to make it yeah. for a broader audience anyway, it was more about the violence for me that I wanted to be a little more rated R. Because bloodless like, violence
0: is just annoying it, after a while. It was
2: like, why aren't you bleeding though? Like, where, It's always like that, that blood. Though, and,
0: and, and listen, I know that what I'm saying is completely absurd because they do not want to Warner Brothers. I'm saying they don't want to start putting out these movies and then be like, oh no, you 15 year olds, you can't see this one, but you can see Justice League. Like, they don't want to do that. Yeah, they want to build the in. same audience from movie to movie. Um,
1: Which is smart from from that standpoint. Now, and
0: the reason why I don't think leto is that bitter is because he's still been open about things that he wants his character to be doing yeah. he wants to be in the batman solo film in fact he wants his character to go up against the big blue uh, right. jared leto thinks that the joker would be a great foil to uh, henry cavill's superman well
2: you don't think that is maybe him pitching storylines <laughs> aka put me in coach i'm ready to play Well, I feel like a little bit, too,
1: because at Mm -hmm. this point, it was almost like all of the interviews he was giving before Suicide Squad was, okay, you guys, you you trash-talked Ledger, too. You trash-talked a lot of people. We'll see. We'll let the studio speak for me when they release the Uh movie. And then, you know, he's like, they got my back. They got my back. And then they're calling it a cameo appearance now, like a lot of people because of how short it was. I would do the exact same thing. Go, okay, there's a lot of hype around this character. You didn't really use it. Can we please inject a little Joker into some sort of storyline? And and i got to say, personally, I don't wish there was more
0: Joker because I think Joker was used great to support Harley Quinn's character in this film. I don't think we really got the Joker's point of view, so I'm surprised that people are so anti-Joker and anti-his-motivation because I don't really know them. I do appreciate that he's more of a mob boss, he's more of a criminal than Heath Ledger's total anarchist character. I think that was a completely different take and it was yeah. awesome. It's almost more like Jack Nicholson who was a straight-up gangster who just like... You know, fell into some some acid and then like really enjoyed paintings and Prince music. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, I, and I did like his reasoning behind going against the um, going against Superman. He says the Joker and Superman would be interesting to see on screen because Superman's so stoic and morally centered. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Joker would really enjoy that. Uh Superman's the classic hero and Joker is opposite. Any classic hero would be really interesting. I, I mm-hmm. still
0: wish I, I still am not thrilled with Luthor and I feel like there was too much what crazy in more? Luthor. No. Um, Because now I feel like Compared to the Joker It's like There's too much Similarities there Like I don't I don't know that I like the, The The Dithering Blithering Like Luthor Like who's just Manic and insane Like I want a cold Calculating Cool Luthor That is You know Very opposite of the Joker So for me That that characterization still is not a favorite of mine. Okay. Um, another big fan of Jared Leto's Joker is his co-star Margot Robbie. I mean, how
2: crappy would it be if she wasn't? If she I was know, just
1: coming right? out like, nah, that dude sucks. Yeah. So, especially after she got so much screen time, and too. Love. A lot. Yeah, and I think very disproportionately so. Arguably
0: the most pressure was on getting that character right. It had the most hype before the film. People are aware of Harley I Quinn. I don't
1: think the studio even realized how big... I feel like same thing with Deadpool like this character that people have been cosplaying for 20 plus years that people are in love with Yeah, I don't think they even realize I think they were thinking the Joker was going to be the standard of how people judged it and it wasn't until they started releasing some of the marketing and people were like, "We can't wait for
2: Harley." That they were like, "Oh," which is such such a victory for women right now yeah. because when you've got things like Ghostbusters that are really doing poorly or Enchantress, everybody's hating the female yeah. villain. Yeah. It's really nice to have Harley here. But this is something I didn't know, and I don't even know if we ever touched upon this on the show. Well, let's so touch it so much longer. Let's ago. Touch it now, guys. Do you know to they offered. The role of Harley to Emma Roberts, and she turned it down because she was filming Scream Queens, and I she stri- heard they that. offered her the role, and she turned it down. What? But there's a lot I of other that. people that they were looking at, but they straight up offered uh, Emma the role.
0: Can't believe that.
2: And th- how, doesn't how seem the, like people, a big enough star. It seems like such a. well But Margot Robbie, her name was huge after Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. but she wasn't like in everything. She wasn't a yeah. huge star. I just can't picture Emma doing that i just can't picture her i think it would not have worked yeah, yeah. i think it would have been a, a different direction especially
1: if it was paired with with leto's joker what do you
0: ladies think video. about the uh, very i know my favorite image of the film is when she jumps into the vat of chemicals and then he like looks at himself and then, i love the way he and just he like flies and, in there me too. that that shot of him flying in is just the the best thing but what a harmless vat of chemicals that all yeah. it does is like slightly bleach your skin and give you a permanent paleness. Like there's no distortion, there's no like facial like it really was like the best possible vat of chemicals to dive in.
2: Like yeah. let's go in together. Just kind the, of thing.
0: The, the pigment removal of acid. It doesn't like, you know, cause it the you scar know are you?
2: It doesn't right. yeah. Yeah.
0: like at least, you know, in Tim Burton's Batman, like his face got warped and like the rictus grin and all That's that.
1: It's the ultimate irony that Tim Burton is the one not doing the whitest out makeup for yeah, the first time.
0: exactly, right? <laughs> that's true, that's true. Um, let's see, let's see, what else? So uh, I will I'll-
1: say one thing about the Joker, though. Please. Because if they are going to be doing the sequel that Margot Robbie is talking about that she's funding, that you know they're already, mm-hmm. they've lined up the writers, the directors, they've got everything to go, and they want it to be set female-focused, either Birds of Prey or her relationship with Ivy... The Joker was not odious enough. I think in this. What do you mean by that? Because he loved her back, and in the comics, she's pregnant. She has a baby. She's gone for a year. She comes back. He doesn't even notice she was gone at all. In the mm-hmm. time that a she, different relationship, we're it's seeing. a completely different relationship. She'll walk in, but if I he doesn't get what she's doing. One. Yeah, and it's it's supposed to be like the ultimate her breaking free from this abusive relationship. And instead, you know, you're seeing all these people now, like, Joker, Harley, hashtag relationship goals. And you're like, uh, you keep saying that word. I'm not quite sure you know what it means.
0: The, uh, you know, one thing that you could say is, like, this is not a Josh Trank situation. Um, or even uh, Zack Snyder. I mean, Ayer has been a really great company man supporting the cut of the film. He made some comments about the alternative cuts, uh, and there was a lot of different movies. He said the original script started in Belle um, There, It was more of a linear story at first. Uh, I think they focused more on, on Enchantress in an original version, it's been said. He also commented that the Joker owes his damage tattoo to the boy Wonder basically say. Now this is kind of weird like that they just kind of like accept people because audiences at large don't know that. Like isn't that something, do you think that that's something that should have been made a little bit more clear for audiences that the Joker killed Robin or?
1: Any sort of flashback would have cleared that up in two, I mean just show Batman smashing his teeth and then boom now he has a grill. Okay that's explained. Mm. Then like. I kind of would have liked that. I would have liked to see a bloody mouth. It would have been cool to see like even the transition like if they had the camera on the fist to the mouth and pull out then now
2: to the grill, you know, but like, just a passage of time. What you wouldn't want to see is that happen, and no blood in the mouth. So, if we're gonna That's keep it true. PG-13, yeah. and we're gonna get uh, that. You
0: know, and I know you can show blood in PG-13, but I don't know if it's, like, as a result of gunshots or stabbings yeah. or exactly how, like, you know... It's
1: all subjective. It's it like is. Just a, it's, like, just a... The rating system is all based on mouth. a bunch of... yeah. It's and like,
0: actually, you know, I, I know uh, comedian Mike Birbiglia was very, like, uh, uh, noted this week for, for criticizing the PG-13 rating for Suicide Squad. Well, his film, Don't Think Twice, which I hear is amazing and I'm going to see, um, is about uh, uh, you know, there's some pot smoking and things like that, you know, so there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of violence in his film and he gets an R rating and this film gets a PG-13. And, you know, Ayer also went on to say that like the Joker's not a cameo. He's not the A story though, so it's not something that people should be caught up on and, you know, having expected more Joker
2: All right, what do we got next, Adam? <laughs>
0: okay, moving on. Let's see. I lost my little thing. So let's, here. Talk,
2: about, uh, let's John. talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Oh yeah. The so the of creator
0: of the uh, Suicide Squad, Joan Ostrander, um, not pulling an Alan Moore here and not saying disassociate myself from this work. He says that uh, critics were biased and not like the film. Yeah.
2: So I got the quote here. Um, okay. What did, what he did says, the man say? My problem is that at least with some of the media reviews is that the critic is also tired of superhero and tentpole films and overtly or. Covertly would like to see their end. Look, I get it. They have to see all the films out there, and they must be tired of all the blockbusters. Mm-hmm. But he basically what he's saying is like these people are, are kind of done with the genre, which would make sense if they were giving bad reviews to the Marvel movies. Right, 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 right. Civil War, and Deadpool, not. both
0: were, were reviewed very well. Right, uh, and they look they did a better job at pleasing larger. Audiences, You can't argue that. Like, whether you liked it or not, I will say that I think DC is taking bigger swings, and I think they're continuing to dial it in. I think there was only so much course correction that could have been done with Suicide Squad, which had already deepened into production before Batman v Superman yeah. was even released. So forget. a lot of the changes and, and, the, and the learning is going to be reflected in Wonder Woman in Justice League, which we see. And despite... BVS's reaction, Wonder Woman still was the big talk trailer coming out of Comic-Con. Justice yeah. League still won people over, so I think the reason why it's so exciting that the film is a financial hit, it, it means that people are still going, and now if we can make the films better, and, and, and so that they appeal to more people, I think that's only going to make everybody happier, and we're going to get more different types of DC films moving forward,
2: different strokes for different. Folks now I know to rule this exactly, mm-hmm.
0: um, David uh, uh, Air. Possibly here's an interesting story. Yeah, you want to say no? What's the name of this band? Because I don't want to. I don't want to get it wrong. Die Antwoord. Die <laughs> Antwoord style. So apparently we think we have a video here that we're going to go to.
2: That Zach will pull up. And, and
0: um, I guess they're, they're saying, did Air jack the style for for Harley yeah. and Joker?
2: And- and I know it's small on there, but Zach, is there any way you could read part of this Instagram comment that they wrote? The band was pissed and put up an Instagram post. They weren't honored. No, they were pissed. They were like, this is our unique style. Zach, is that I, I can
0: try to, int- to interpret. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes, David Ayer, you jockin' our style, callin' ninja up before your movie came out, pretendin' to be down so it looks okay when you bite our black and white graph style and our opening sequence to um shinawam and all the little tiny details you nibbled dat other people. Won't see, but we notice.
1: Okay, great. That's that is exactly yeah. how
2: they said it too. Like, Those guys really, should have
0: been in this film. I'm reading they that should definitely verbatim. be on the Suicide Squad. I want to hear that.
2: Okay, but it, I, you gotta look at this video because <laughs> I was like, all right, they're probably like exaggerating. Not so much. Uh, okay, I okay. Mean, I have
0: actually not seen this yet, just, so I'm very excited. Not
2: so much. Like the watches. Jockey.
0: To copy where to are they copy from? The
2: likeness of something like that okay so this one whatever okay. so we've got the open jacket look of the joker we've got harley's watches which are a dead ringer from right. yeah. same thing here everything going on in the wrists is like literally the exact look this is the thing I do feel like they probably used Diane Ward
1: as inspiration but they also used Debbie Harry like if you've seen the photo of her Rolling Stones cover it is harley's exact outfit just with different words on oh, it so cool. it's like okay man it's, like it's it's an amalgamation of different things. Yes, she I has the watches agree. that Antwoord has, but she literally is wearing the exact same Debbie Harry ah. boy shorts with the with the belt with the T shirt. It's.
0: I think ultimately this is a good thing for Diane Ward because I've never said those words until today and now they're, you know, aware so they should be thanking Air. I oh, think why?
1: it's I a good day for <laughs> the <laughs> word jockin' because until now I think it was underrepresented <laughs> and jocken. now everyone
0: oh, oh, that, knows that, that, that about is going the firmly in my vocabulary. style. Also,
2: how honored would you be, Adam, if all of a sudden you saw like your look that you rocked in this movie? You'd be like, they watched DC Movie News and Air liked my look and he put it in.
0: I would love that. First I would need to have a style uh, to do that another thing air explained by the way was the pink unicorn used by captain boomerang (laughs) which was a nice little thing thrown in there uh didn't go into a backstory about it but he's got a pink unicorn he likes a lot turns out captain boomerang is a brony uh and that's a grown man that's into my little pony
2: Mm, just so you need so that
0: I, i like that just a little something to throw in there i like it next i want to bring up a really exciting piece of news to me uh it looks like according to the rap anyway that man of steel 2 is happening um, this is
2: exciting to you as in you're being facetious or exciting as in actually exciting? It's exciting <laughs> to me
0: because, and I'll tell you why. Okay, give it to me. I What I want, now I'm going to play fantasy a little bit. I'm going to play DC movie fantasy. What I want is in Justice League, I want Superman coming at the end. I want him in his black costume or something. I'm thinking maybe we get... No kal in the blue You think Superman's going to come
2: back alive? You don't think he's just dead for the rest of the movie? I do
0: not think so, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> I almost it. want...
1: Well, one thing about comics is once these heroes die, they, they stay, stay dead. dead. Yeah, of Are course. you
0: girls... Now, you're a little younger than me. Are you familiar with a little film called Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, and then the follow-up Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home? Yeah. Well,
2: Star Trek, yeah. Star, Star Trek, Trek. That yeah. seems like a whole different That's rap a, yeah. group. Yeah.
0: So I, um yeah, I can never get that right. So I, Spock is not in the costume for like three and four, and yeah. it's so weird, but I remember that as a kid. I'm like, why isn't he not in his Federation costume? Um, and I kind of would like that treatment, and I feel like Man of Steel 2 should go before the second Justice League film, and we get that real... Superman character story, like really about the man of Steel, about his return, about becoming more of the Superman that we know and love to bring everybody in the camp of Henry as Superman, and I think he 's just going to be used in a very um, uh, a very conservative way in the Justice League film at the very end that 's what I think and then I, and I also hope that the the two justice League films are are just separate. Separate movies, not not connected. What do you What do you girls think about this?
2: How do you feel about? I don't even know your thoughts on Man of Steel, the first movie. So, I I didn't love it. I liked it, didn't love it. I
1: feel like I, at this point, I'm hoping that they'll take the feedback that they've gotten from mostly fans. Instead, I mean, I know it's going to be a general public consensus because of course. But you
0: got to think when he comes back to life, he's going to be having, having learned different. some different things. He's going to be uh, yeah, more the Superman I mean, we know and love.
1: I'm excited for that. I I am excited to see the new spin on it, but I'm worried that they are going to hold back instead of really... Because, you know, as you mentioned, DC does take some big swings, but sometimes I feel like when they get a lot of backlash for things, they'll be like, okay, let's rein it in a little bit, and I don't want them to rein this one in at all. Like, I I, I, I want the big swing.
2: I want... To see something that is different than what we're expecting. Of our big three, it's been no secret on this show that Henry Cavill is my least favorite Uh between Gal and Ben. So if we can get Henry to give us a different kind of performance, which I'm sure the direction will take it that way based on everything that we know... Then I will be excited, but if we get more of the same, why are you giving us a man? Yeah,
0: I, I don't. I don't think there's a chance that it's going to be more of the same. I definitely think, and and then people have even made say like David Ayer was even saying like Zack Snyder's heard your comments like they they're hearing us talk, mm-hmm. and I think Cavill is great. I think if there's anything that you don't like, I think it's because of the material he's been given. I think he's dynamite. He I, he, he might be my favorite of the big three right now. Because I haven't, I'm not. That
2: is, that is a bold face. No, bold no, because I haven't seen over enough Affleck? of Gal to okay. say like she's over my favorite. Over Ben Affleck's Batman, over Batfleck, yeah. you like, you like Henry Cavill. Listen, there was a lot I didn't love of
0: batflake in Batman v Superman, like, and a lot of it was characterization stuff. off right
2: You take that shirt stuff. off, right say, that shirt off <laughs> and put it <laughs> on the table. I'll
1: say, if you're watching though, like, if there are scenes, I was glued whenever Batman would be on screen. There were a couple times, you know, like. Oh, listen, Superman, we know the like, yeah, warehouse fight was the
0: dopest thing to happen in the entire film. But man, Henry Cavill, like Martha? that dude looks so much like Superman. I really want to see it be great. I'm, I'm I trying to be optimistic is, here. I
1: do think it is material, not actor. And so I, I, I think if he's given really good material, he'll we, be it.
0: Uh, and the big question now is who's going to direct that film? Will Zack Snyder be back? Or are they going to get some other visionary director? It's such a distinctive style that defined those films. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Eminem. Um, let's There's talk. What's What's that? It's going to be Eminem. Eminem is going to make his directorial debut yeah. with Man of Steel 2? Yeah,
2: guess who's back?
0: If, okay, Not, well, if, that, if, if that happens, you're going to be back. crazy. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, let's talk about Aquaman. Because- <laughs> so according to the rap, also, the Aquaman villain will be Black Mantis. What do you think about this?
2: Okay, uh, you know what? I don't think much about this. I I'm not shocked. I'm not that surprised. No. Uh, I I thought that this might be happening. We've talked about this many times. This is happening. Aquaman still seems very far away to me. We have a lot to do to get there. I'm still focused on one. Excuse Woman. me. I said
0: Black Mantis. I meant Black Manta. Black- Manta. Yeah. Manta. yeah, I, know. yeah so. I know.
2: I know. I got uh,
0: confused with Black Mamba. Yeah. I was thinking. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, I could see or like also you maybe you wanted to kiss Black Manta so Ma- Mantis like a kiss at the end. Um, yeah, you feeling for him a little bit? So <laughs> I like it, you know. So I'm still focused on Flash, Justice League, Wonder Woman. Uh, Aquaman is just so far, but I'm very excited because based on what we've seen of Momoa, he is just the most yeah. badass, and we need an equally badass villain. This is a weird kind of villain that we. It got seems going like on. this
0: is the only uh, Aquaman villain that anybody could could, could talk about. So it doesn't seem like this is something that you would save. It's not it seems rage. like obvious, right? Like, and yeah, then yeah. there's been a lot of different origins to this character too, and including some interesting things where his father was actually killed by Aquaman for his trident. Mm-hmm. So there's, there could be a really nice baked-in rivalry between these two characters.
1: Revenge storyline.
0: I know at least in one version, like, he builds that suit so he could swim in the water. Like, he's not a, natru- natural, he's not a natural swimmer, so to say. He's not a like natural a, um,
1: nautical? He's not yeah, a, he's nautical not a natural, natural
0: nautical. He's not like a Michael Phelps, by the way, like, who's on Metal 22 or 23 right now amazing amazing work going on uh in Rio right now with our do you think Michael Phelps will get a cameo in Aquaman because it seems like That's if anybody I've been should That's what i hearing
2: yeah, yeah, that's what I've been Is that hearing, what your sources tell sure, you? Yeah, and then he's just going to be blowing uh, pot smoke out of the side of the yeah. water. Good for him. Pot smoke. James Wan to
0: uh, <laughs> responded to these rumors about Black Manta, and he said, I don't know where the rap is getting their information. I have no comment. My comment is no comment, which seems to me like...
2: James I Wan th- is killing it for me, though. He's I, doing Everything crap. he says, I'm just like, I love the way you phrase that. Do you
0: have his quote about how he describes Aquaman and how he fits into the world and everything?
2: Let me pull that up while- So,
0: a little bit what he was talking talking about is he's worked very closely with Zach on BVS. At least in developing how they move. Um, also, he wants to see what happens in Justice League, and he's a part of that process. He okay. talks about how they're going to communicate underwater, this you know, because because when your lungs are filled with water, you can't really talk. So talking about it this being is a combination. Cool yeah, yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. I maybe. actually
2: think it's a brilliant move on Zack and Co. to cast someone like Jason immediately. The whole cast, uh, the whole joke aspect of Aquaman goes out of the window. Yeah, you have <laughs> such a muscular superhero y character, and one that is almost to me in in some ways, I look at him like he's kind of the Wolverine in some respect, Yeah, which is interesting. Speaking of which, uh, cool cool thing you've got on there. Uh, he's the outsider <laughs> who gets pulled into the world, and he kind of doesn't want to belong, and he was doing his own thing, and he prided freedom above everything else. That kind of plays nicely into his character. Uh, he's like a reluctant superhero, right? He's the reluctant king, basically, or would-be king.
0: The reluctant king, the would-be yeah. king. That to me, means that there's a great sort of arc like I don't think we're gonna find him as the king of Atlantis and all this like he's a reluctant hero he's more interested in like bringing fish to these little villages and it. things like that like it's again more like
1: a Hercules story I'm all about it it's really yeah exactly it's a
0: great <laughs> Hercules story Um, and I like the Wolverine comparison like kind of like the bad boy of the group the reluctant one like an
1: island god almost like all based off of like the old island tribal things instead of like traditional like yeah. yeah, my fast swimming yeah. tights, Aquaman.
0: And uh, did you hear he's possibly going to be the Crow?
1: I was
2: in the chat. That's what they were just talking. Yeah. about. Yeah, so
0: he oh. is pr- incur- talks to be the Crow, and there's a good chance that the Crow movie will come out before the Aquaman solo yeah. movie.
2: I mean, uh, I that think that's crazy so to be weird. two big headline
0: heroes like that, but more power to him. I mean, I, I think he'd be great. You as 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 don't, don't think that'd be a little Moa distracting, as possible? Um you know i mean who am i to say like as the audience member maybe but for him i say go get it son you know i mean i was sorry that his conan didn't work out uh better than it did um before we move on to anything else i wanted to let you guys know that the show today is brought to you in part by blue apron uh, if you've ever heard us talk about this before i personally i am a chef as as one of my actual jobs and I love Blue Apron. Uh, their mission is to make home cooking accessible to everyone, no matter what level of a cook you are. Um, they they use more sustainable foods. They set the highest standards for ingredients. They, and they build a community for home chefs. They've established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. The beef is raised humanely. The seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Chickens are free. Range pork is raised naturally. Regenerative farming practices are used for produce, it can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food deserts. This is an amazing thing. They give you meals that average ten dollars per person. To have ingredients that have those kind of standards, it's so difficult to do. When you go into the grocery and you get like a jumbo pack of food, you don't want to know the antibiotics the products the no, you know uh, the way that food is raised to get you cheap food this is a brilliant system because they're sending you ingredients that you need have you ever used blue apron I actually
1: ordered it this week for the first time did you use it yet or have I you I got... did and I used my uh, my after buzz popcorn talk discount there okay and, oh wow uh, I, yeah and I got and it was delicious and I am very culinarily challenged okay oh, good. I you made can mess it up and I'll mess I, it I up I mean I can burn cereal like it's ridiculous made like the most delicious meal ever was like, pop my collar. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, I, just, to, some of the, just to let you know some of the recent meals that are going on, like when you order there, there are certain meals that are available that they sent to you. You have things like spiced pork burgers with goat cheese and cucumber corn salad, summer vegetables and quinoa bowl with fairy tale eggplants, which are like cute little eggplants, shishito peppers, uh, which are like a mild uh, green pepper uh, and corn, chicken tinga tacos, which is sort of a, a tinga is like an Indian spice with summer squash and tomato salsa, less than $10 per meal. Um, so what you want to do, uh, go to blueapron.com slash box office. Is that our code?
2: Well, that would be box office. I'm sure that's box office. That's Is fine. that for
0: box office breakdown? Yeah, but
2: they're a popcorn talk show, so that's fine. We can give them the box Zach, Let us know if we have
0: a different code that people should be using for Blue Apron. But basically, you go on, and you get your first three meals free. So if you don't try this, then you hate Freedom. Oh, is
2: um, that the way that that works?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so you gotta try it. I think yeah. we've wrapped up most of our movie topics. Um, and I guess that uh, leaves us with just a, a tall, few and... things to talk about. It's time okay. for Roxy Strange. Yeah, there it is. I thought we could get Straters away TV from that. She that the fine. DC
2: It's time to yeah, talk. TV time. Yeah. And by the way, I'm looking at this. Yeah, blueapron.com slash box office.
0: Blueapron.com slash box office. That's going to get you that code to get those free meals. Um, All right. TV time was exploding today. I don't know what what was going on.
2: The TCA's were going on. And that's why we had an explosion of the TCA's. Oh, what was going on? What
0: are
2: those? And the upfronts and Uh. everything CW-related was happening. And then Gotham stuff came out. And we've got all of our shows to talk about right now. So I'm going to start breaking this down. We're going to start with... My favorite bit of information, and this is having to do with Flash and Supergirl, and mm-hmm. that's that we're getting a musical crossover episode. Now, let me tell you why I love this so much. Because Please tell me. I am a massive Glee fan. Yeah. I came from the Glee camp and I You're hosted that shows on Afterbuzz. I'm a huge Gleek. And if you don't know, if you don't know, Melissa Ann Grant. We're both on Glee together. They were both on the show, so now, this is did, a big they, reunion. They were doing it at the same time, like they weren't in the same. But they both were on that show for a while, and it—two of the most amazing voices we've heard. It, we've heard them sing a little bit before. We've done some karaoke on Flash, but I am telling you that—is is somebody excited in there about it too? Yeah, somebody's yeah, 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 very somebody's excited, excited on here. <laughs> I'm telling you that this is going to be fricking. Amazing. Do you guys remember it's like Buffy had their musical yes, episode? Hush, the yeah. best episode and, like, of anything ever. If you're going to do a musical <laughs> episode, it's because you know that you have to knock it out of the park or it's oh, a waste yeah. of your time. So, doing a Flash Supergirl crossover, we have one of these amazing voices. Not to mention, the actor who plays Cisco obviously is a huge Broadway star, came over from once, and of course, Joe West, who comes from the Broadway world, and Rent also, so it depends on which characters we're using, but we've got so many players. I'm very excited. I love musicals. Adam doesn't seem to be as excited as I am, but that's okay.
0: Wait, why did you say, man, Adam, why you had to lie? What did I lie about? You tell me. Somebody in the chat room called me a liar. Cool. Um,
2: no, I think maybe lie down. Like, uh, you were just lying on the Oh, maybe...
0: No, Roxy's saying that agrees is great. I actually don't hate this news because it reminds me of those like weird, crazy one shots that like DC would do. Yep. Uh, you know where you'd have like, you know, a random like Olympic athlete or someone teaming up. You know, and, like these DC was so great. Like especially in the '50s and '60s, about just like so many. They were non canonical. You know, pre-crisis days that you would get all kinds of crazy stories like this. So I'm interested to see if this is something like Mister Ms. Piddleicked. Or, you know, uh, something like that, like some kind of weird yeah. dimension-y kind of thing. Like, I think it could be pretty cool.
2: It's happening around episode 13, 14, depending on which show it's on. But that's when you can definitely look forward to that. Moving on to some more Flash news, though, guys, because we've, we're adding characters to all of our shows. God, we're so picking many up villains. Um, we've got a new dark speedster villain, Savitar. Uh, and apparently, I don't know him, but the story behind Savitar is that he was a Cold War test pilot and he was struck by lightning.
0: So this is going to be the dark speedster for this season. Yes. Um, we we, we vanquished Zoom. We vanquished Reverse Flash. Well,
2: we never know with, because Flashpoint, right. we don't know who's even at play anymore. So we don't
0: know if, if this character is going to be happening during the Flashpoint stuff or after the Flashpoint stuff.
2: No, not sure. But I know the Flashpoint stuff isn't taking up the whole season. So we're only going to have Flashpoint stuff for a little bit.
0: And I don't know if we did a, a news item on it, but somebody did – somebody from CW did report that Flashpoint is going to affect some of the other shows. Yeah, yes. And now definitely. do you think that that is how we're going to bring Supergirl into the Flash's world? Or do you think they're going to do that same kind of thing where they only temporarily share a space? Because – and I'll tell you why. Because now that we know that Superman's going to be a part of the show – now we have to ask the question, is Superman going to be in the same world no. as Arrow? We need all it this? to be
2: temporary. We need mm-hmm. Flash and Arrow to be on the same timeline in the same Earth. We need Legends to be the same Earth, different timeline. And we need Supergirl to be different Earth, same timeline. That's what we need to stay.
0: What do you guys think in the chat role? Do you think that uh, Supergirl and Flash are going to permanently share a world with Superman? um, Or is it all going to be alternative? Elena, you seem to think that there's no way.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Too complicated. Yeah, I think that it would be too complicated. I think just logistical, for logistical purposes, I think they would have it as a temporary storyline Gardner some attention and split off individual storylines. It now seems like a lot of
0: people in the chat role are kind of reflecting what I had thought was like it's just a lot of speedsters. Yeah, it's a lot of speedsters. <laughs> you know, it's a lot. Already. Especially because
2: we know we're getting Wally and we'll see what happens with Jesse quick. Yeah. But moving on to more Flash villains that we're getting. We're getting Mirror Master this season and he seems like it's going to be. Yeah, a that's big, a big Flash a, villain. Yeah. It's a huge Flash villain but it seems like it, this is going to be for most of the season as mm-hmm. opposed to the dark speedster. I don't know how long he's going to last. Mirror Master seems like they're going to play around for a while. So it's exciting to see that. Everybody ready to move on to Supergirl?
0: Uh, Yeah, let's move on to some Supergirl stuff.
2: We're moving on to Supergirl, and as you guys know, Supergirl is leaving CBS and moving over to CW, which there has been a lot of controversy about. I know we've talked about on the show a million times, why we thought they would do that if CBS was just dropping the show, if CW picked it up. But it has been said now by Glenn Geller, who is the CBS president of entertainment, that this wasn't like CBS was dropping it and CW picked it up. It was like CBS, who co-owns, they have co-partnership over at CW... This is a win-win for WB. It's a win-win for CBS. You know, everybody's winning in the situation. And if CW didn't want it, he said that didn't mean they wouldn't have put it right back on on Monday nights, right back on CBS. It was right. making—10 million people were watching it every week. So, so
0: they basically thought that for, for CBS, it was the best of both worlds. They're like, we can keep it where it's kind of middling. It is it is where it here. Maybe it works better in the CW demographic where all the Berlanti shows are already at home. And mm-hmm. they're like, we're not giving up ownership. We're not selling the show. We still probably— Off off of it. So, you know, it sounds like uh, exec talk, but I think it does make the
1: most sense. I think it's a good idea because,
2: I mean, that is that demographic is already built into the CW. So. Exactly. And you know, originally, Supergirl was offered to the CW. CW passed on it, and then they out loud said, we really regret passing on this. Yeah. It's been doing well. We wish we had it. And now they do, so that's great. You know? It makes sense with their lineup. Yeah. So I think yeah. it'll be good for the show. I agree. Uh, more exciting news on Supergirl. Kevin Smith is directing an episode. So we know he's also directing three episodes of Flash right. this season. Uh, but he's, Three or
0: four. I,
2: it may be four. The reason I said three is because I know that we're going to Gorilla City for three episodes. And I know he's directing one earlier on. But I was hoping that he would do a Gorilla City one. I think it's by oh, me wow. trying to put that on Do you on think him. he
0: would put gorilla, all the gorillas in hockey jerseys?
2: Uh, yes, <laughs> I do. That could be cool. No, I don't.
0: Uh, I mean, he's a super fan. I listen to a lot of his podcasts. And I know that... This is great for him because his movies have not been received well recently. He's making these different kind of films and he loves this stuff. And it seems like this could be a great, you know, next act in his career. And I think, you know, it's going to make him a better filmmaker. And, you know, he's working with all these people where I know what the guy says – well, I don't make movies for anybody else but myself. But I know that on the inside, you want your movies to be liked by people. Of
2: course you do. And there were also talks, if you guys remember, about him maybe writing some episodes of either Arrow or Flash. So let's see how involved Kevin Smith does get in our CW TV universe. I I feel like he doesn't want to touch Gotham right now, but we can keep him in the CW universe for a little be cool bit. Cool. If All he right. went to Gotham. Well, I think if he just wrote in general, just, For, yeah, just like popped in and was a regular writer and so other. much
0: more T V yeah, news to is. get to. There what is. what um, else is it? What else? John
2: Supergirl Chris Woods playing Mon L who is an Mon which is a um alien race similar to the Kryptonians, the Daxamites and he's got, gonna be kind of similar to um Superman. But I love him because he comes from another CW show um, the Vampire Diaries Originals world so this is exciting to me because he's creepy a
0: so I'm confused because he's a daxamite his weakness is lead which is like similar to Kryptonians that have an aversion to lead They can't see through it but right. what I'm curious is about like his last name is L so is he yeah, from the house know. of L
2: I don't know that do you guys was know Mon
0: L I'm telling you that's a, that is a hole in my DC game I don't know Mon L. Uh, I love the look of the character, um, and uh, it's a total Superman colors, but like opposite, you know, like uh, blue cape, yep. red costume, yep. kind of cool.
2: Uh, this guy's very, very creepy, though, so we're going to see some weird things, I bet, coming. Uh, but we've got more casting for Supergirl. The last one, Miss Martian, who's everybody in the chat has been talking about this whole time, being played by Sharon Leal, who I don't know, but oh my God, she's a looker
0: she is very hot yeah she's hot uh this is exciting to me i think i know i know her mostly from i think young justice right like
2: well i meant i didn't know the actress but okay well the character
0: um so another another good question is like how is she related to martian manhunter
2: familially familially from like are you saying are they familiar family familially (sighs) familially Familially. Familially. I know. Shame on me. Shame on
0: me not knowing Monel. I apologize. At least I'm being honest. I thought Monel
2: was the half brother, they said. All right. Let's move on to Arrow. uh, Because I know you're really excited about your man golf.
0: Okay. Um, Yes, I am. (laughs) Uh, And I still. Uh, I was not a huge fan of Arrow last season, but what I have heard that they're doing this season is that um, uh, Speedy's going to be out, um, uh, 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 what's, what's his name, uh, D- Diggle is going to be in the military, and it's just going to be like Felicity and Arrow, like back down to the two of them as being the only...
2: But then we're bringing in all other people, mm-hmm. other,
0: players. Other uh, copycat vigilantes, but not on that team. Mm, and nope. that I kind of like I but like the that dynamic that
2: Felicity was the Because we saw in the trailer The guy that was working For Felicity That created that thing That got her leg back Yeah He's like training To be a hero now too and Right And trying to be part of the team Yeah I he's going to be
0: something Yeah eventually yeah, so there's He's going to get some powers
2: But then I thought I heard That we were not doing Any more flashbacks But now Your boy Dolph Is supposed to be In all the flashbacks Yeah So, so yeah So
0: Okay so this is the last season We're going to get flashbacks Yeah and and Dolph Lundgren is going to be in the flashbacks, yep. not not to be brought up to the present, or no. maybe they're just keeping that secret.
2: They're, they haven't said anything about the present. They've just talked about the flashbacks. Yeah, well, that is exciting so, to me. Yeah, that's it is exciting. Um, a lot of
0: people are calling KG Beast. Do we have a KG beast uh, in the uh, CW world? And I don't think we do. Um, that's a good call. You want to see that because he's Ivan Drago, yeah. and he's like, oh, dust off that 1984 yeah. Russian accent That'd again. Be
2: cool. That would be very cool. Um, all right, let's get into Legends.
0: Okay, Legends of Tomorrow. We have
2: a 13-episode order.
0: Which I think is great. Which
2: is absolutely awesome. And CW is moving in this direction. That's what we had last year for Legends. I think we had 13. Maybe we had 16 last year for Legends, honestly. You guys yeah. let me know in the Was chat. I don't remember. Uh, if- by
0: the way, people are pointing out in the chat roll right now that for Max Landis' Superman pitch, mon L is featured. And I will definitely check that out. I always love to read um, the wild rantings and raving of Max Landis. He's a fun character.
2: I also like that the chat thought that I was saying that there's a dolphin on Arrow now. That, that's what we're doing. Dolph- yeah, dolphin. There is. That's what I was trying to say. A yeah. Dolph- very
0: intelligent mammal. Yep,
2: dolphin. All right, uh, instead of a shock or crock. All right, 13 episodes for legends. We also have, um, we had some news about Vixen. Oh, thank you, Zach. Yeah, there were 16 episodes of the first season, so we got yes. back to 13, which is good because that did end up dragging a little bit, I felt, like, in Legends last year. Vixen, who we know is um, not recast, but they have a new Vixen coming in. She also came over from CW Vampire Diaries World, mm-hmm. and apparently she's kicking butt, like, looks awesome. So it's a different it.
0: character with the Vixen powers. Right. I know they just released, like, an image of her, like, beasting out, and we're going to see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is very exciting. We're going to have this like World War II era Justice Society of America that's going to be happening on Legends. I, Legends to me is is the most exciting show because like it could go anywhere, it could do anything. It's got the time travel. It it, it just doesn't seem um you know it doesn't have to exist on the same plane of reality as and all the, the other JSA shows and
2: everything that, that is all really exciting.
0: So uh, more
2: more casting more casting
0: for Legends. For Legends. Yeah. People are calling it. They want you to talk about Lance, Lance Henriksen. Henriksen.
2: Yeah, uh, so Lance. So Han- I noticed, go ahead. What were you saying? No, go ahead. No, it was a creepy whisper. I wanted to know.
1: No, I was just saying his name in a creepy way. Oh. You just have to say it. it.
2: This guy it is, is, he's, he's a Obsidian. character actor that's been around
0: forever. Um,
2: okay. I, I like the way you do it best, though. Obsidian. Obsidian. Adam, join us now. What? Obsidian. Obsidian. That's yeah, scary. Definitely creepy. <laughs> uh, cast on Legends, and that was pretty much the casting for Legends. Just in general? So, but
0: also about Obsidian, I think uh, typically, uh, or at least in some iterations, this is a younger member of the JSA. But again, like we were talking about with Legends, this is obviously he's an older guy. So he's going to be an older version or relative of well, Obsidian. We don't even Obsidian.
2: know what year we're in. We don't know where we are. We don't know when we are. So we've got a lot to figure out. I agree out.
0: with George McInnes. I like Legends. Yep. I don't know. I, I, like, just...
2: I like Legends, too. I just thought, I think that 13 episodes is a very good amount.
0: I also always think that it's Mm -hmm. easiest to like the first season of any of these shows. It's like when you get to two or three seasons, because they're so long sometimes, it's really hard for them not to be repeating themselves.
2: Well, that's why I think, yeah, it is good they cut it back a little bit because they can do a more complete. I think that's a better way to
0: go. I wish they were all 16 episodes.
2: I'm really nervous to say this because I don't remember whether it was you last week, Adam, or whether it was Mike that was really pushing for this. But the rumors that CW is getting a Batman were squashed. Yes. They were squashed. CW is not getting Batman. I know we talked about This
0: makes me very happy.
2: Also, oh, so, so really? Mike was the one who yeah. was really pushing for it. Yeah, then.
0: I don't want it. Oh, I, don't I don't want know. it. I want to keep something special. I want to keep something pure. Sacred. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see Batman on TV. I want to I, I don't. So
2: this you know, Batman's not inle- been on TV. <laughs> hey,
0: unless it's played by Adam West, I don't want to see it.
2: This is what Eric Goldman tweeted: "Rumors that CW show are trying to get Batman are not true," says Christberg. Hashtag TCA sixteen. So it seems I'm like that Batman. was just squashed like a little. So bleh. we get
0: we get plenty of animated Batman where he can do anything. Batman looks great in the movies right now. Mm-hmm. We don't need to. We don't need to overdo the bat. All that's right. that's just my opinion.
2: So let's leave CW land for a second and let's go over to Gotham. Oh. Because Gotham got a lot of casting news, and one of these pieces of news is, is uh, I don't even know whether to call it sexy or a little too young. I got all different kind of weird feels when I saw Poison Ivy.
0: You're talking about uh, the girl that played Ivy uh, in the first couple of seasons has now... Been
2: recast. Post-pubescence. And this is, this is what she's looking like. So... It's like she's totally hot. She's very young looking. Uh I don't I don't even know. This was the first image of her. How are you guys feeling? Well, first of all, why doesn't
0: she have the same name as is Pamela Isley from the comics? Like, why are they going with a different name? Her name is, like, Ivy something. Because
2: I don't think... I think the first one that they cast did. I don't think this is no,
0: her... They have the same name. I think it's Ivy they went with. They called her Ivy. So it could be this kind of thing that Gotham kind of does where they said, and I know we're going to get up to this in the next story, that, like, a lot of the classic Batman villains that they're casting are actually early iterations and not necessarily the same version that the Dark Knight eventually
2: faces. Yeah. Yeah, that's true that's true how do you feel like she
1: looks i i mean yeah i think that's uh well, a little poison ivy trail bait a little bit. I, yeah. think,
0: I think there's no trail way, this is my prediction for Gotham, there's no way that Bruce makes it out of this season as a virgin. There's just no way. Like, they've been upping yeah. the temptation from season so to season. So you're guessing
2: some sensuality on the show? I'm saying sense-
0: there's going to be some sensuality some on Gotham. All right, let's move,
2: let's move on to uh, the other people that might be coming to Gotham. So they've announced Killer Croc.
0: Or an early version.
2: An early version. Solomon Grandi, an early version. Some kind of zombie-like thing. I'm excited about.
0: Born and on a Monday? Harley. S- uh, and, oh. po-
2: and possibly Harley Quinn. Right. Potentially. Potentially. Or, again, Potentially. a version of... A version of... And they said which, she could already have
0: been on there.
2: Yeah, yeah. which, I mean...
1: At Gotham, like you said, they do kind of readapt, and it, it makes sense because what works for the comic wouldn't necessarily work for the show, especially with a show that's more of an origin tale. Because Harley, at this point, would just be probably you know getting her her degree in psychology; like right. she wouldn't yeah. be, I mean, anything right. villainous at all. Um, so it's a
2: proto she, version. Kaysen of Kaysen Strife Croft. in
0: the chat roll believes that Gotham as a show is uh, likened to the excrement from a dog.
2: <laughs> great so Just, a proto version of killer croc and a forerunner of harley quinn the way
1: that i think of gotham okay and this is when i started really liking gotham think of it as like a fan fiction version of your comics like instead of having it as like a comic basis because everyone loses it over like mm-hmm. oh they switch this character mm-hmm. think of it like a readaptation of like a yeah. fanfic version and then you'll love it
0: yeah, okay. I'm gonna. I gotta catch up. I have like ten episodes in the last season. Really? I'm gonna take take this time and why, it's just hard. So many shows. So many shows. Um,
2: and then also we got a uh, first look at Mad Hatter <coughs> from Gotham, which so. I think
0: looks cool. Like this was a character I mostly know from Batman: The Animated Series, like those Alice in Wonderland kind of episodes. Like I love that character. He had like that mental control with the hats, the cards oh, okay. that he put yeah. on people. Um and I think they're going to do something like that and the guy looks great. I mean uh
2: Benedict Samuel who is in The Walking Dead. Yeah, he does. He looks creepy. Um and that hair, the stash. He's got he's got <laughs> that look though. So that will be interesting to see. Um, so much, so much TV it looks news. Very
1: Doctor Who villain, I
2: think. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, totally could
0: be a Doctor <laughs> Who villain. And
2: I did forget to mention, guys, when we were talking about CW, not on CW but on CWC. Oh, big news! Big news, guys. You can get online is that there is a show coming called Freedom Fighters: The Ray, which is featuring its first gay superhero lead, right. which is awesome. Actually, check out a lot of the stuff over. On we CWC. have a gay
0: character on Aaron yeah
2: we do we have a gay character gay
0: superhero is about gonna be a superhero um,
2: and also on Flash but yeah this is the first superhero lead who is gay so that's exciting
0: and we know that the seed is where they plant the seeds that will come to uh, they will flower on the CW well that's what happened with Vixen yeah
2: in a different kind of way but we got her for an episode and CW does take care of their own so this is really cool
0: it would be really interesting. This is a great uh, sort of baby step, but it'd be interesting to see if you did a superhero show that had a gay male lead, how that would uh, play with like male audiences, you know. And I, I, it's very interesting. I think it, it could work. Um,
2: we'll see how it does on Seed. I think that's what probably they're doing. They're probably saying, "All right, here's the show. What's the audience mm-hmm. look like? How can we play with this character? How can we play with the show?" So we'll we'll see how it is. But knowing CW, I'm sure it'll be good.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any more casting or anything?
2: That is, as of when we started the show, what our TV time looked like. Wow. I know people, I got a few tweets about not talking about Preacher Enough last week. Okay. Um, I, I don't even know what to say because we don't, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. The Jesse stuff, the Tulip stuff, the way that we end up with the everything and, and the destroying of the church oh, stuff. Sorry. To you. I know.
0: This was really cool. When I was doing the red carpet, I got to mention to both, uh, to Evan Goldberg. Oh, you did? that I loved uh, Preacher, and I was so happy they're doing it. And for all of you The Boys fans out there, they are, The Boys is happening. I think it's going to be happening on Stars or Cinemax. The Boys is, like, the other series that I was reading at the time of, like, cool. I think yes, it was actually years after Preacher, but, like, The Boys is great, too. It's about a group of people that police really corrupt horrible superheroes. Great series. It's a It's got an end. There's, like, eight collections of it now, so you could go check that out. Um... And I, I thank them. I, I just love that they blew up that whole town, and now we're moving on, and now we can get the road trip show next season.
2: Yeah, we can see what's going on with Grandma, and we can do a lot of different things. Oh, yeah.
0: And I also want to say some people were asking about the Telltale games. Um, I have not played it yet. Uh, I'm waiting for a night. I think uh, tomorrow night I might have a date night with myself where I'm just going to play this uh, Telltale game. Drunk? Drunk
2: video
0: games? Drunk gaming? Yes. Uh, My concussion is fine. Thank you if you're referring to when I fell down last week. Uh, Also, the the reports of my uh, zombie-like drug addiction were greatly uh, overrated. I was just really tired last week. I apologize for that. It was a little low energy. Um, Is there anything else we have to talk about? Uh Elena, why don't you tell us about what you're doing, where people can find you?
1: Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan, on Instagram at that Elena Jordan Girl, and if you're in Houston in September or Hawaii in October, come out to the Amazing Comic Con and check me out there. Cool. Oh, You'll really lucky.
2: You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. I'm also over on TV Fights at Screen Junkies. That's Tuesdays at 4 p.m. And all over after Buzz TV. And also at this table staring at Adam waiting for him to put himself over, as Johnny would say.
0: Um, I just want to say, uh, East Blue Drew, did anybody see Matt Damon reading for Arrow? He's referring of, to the first episode that they did for Comic-Con for the Kevin Smith show, Geeking Out. Oh. Watch Matt Damon do the Cole read. For Arrow, it is so good. You're like, oh, that's why you're an amazing actor. It is so. Oh my God, does he kill it? You want to see it immediately. It's like he, it's reading Oliver Queen from The Dark Knight without his arm. Like, and he's like, if you get a shot at the big blue Boy Scout, like it's great. Oh my God, if it's really a cold read, then he's too good. Um, so yeah Thanks for calling that out That was awesome I thought that was amazing um, Yeah guys You can find me um, Tonight on Man vs. Child I think we have A new episode On FYI Young prodigy chefs Cooking against uh, Grown ups uh, I think we have The comic book Adaptation R.I.P.D. On FX Movie Download this week mm-hmm. Give it a second watch Or a first watch It's actually Not that bad If you have a <laughs> mod- you know Modest expectations Ringing And when you're Watching it With Sasha Pro Raver And myself It becomes exponentially better go to doghouse eat sausage follow me at adam Girdler.
2: awesome all right guys we'll see you next time bye
0: from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek christian harloff and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com i'm sir richard wetworth and this has been a
1: presentation of the popcorn talk network the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not
0: necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal. I promise you,
2: the dawn is coming.